Welcome to the Fiercely Visible CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steph Wharton. Join me as we dive into how to become a widely in-demand CEO that prioritizes balance between life and business, isn't afraid of making the scary decisions that get you results you actually care about, and unapologetically breaks the rules to build the business and life of your dreams. I made a comment not too long ago to one of my clients around how I wasn't always confident. And I'm not talking about just me in a past life. I'm talking about me now. Like no matter how freaking badass and confident I tend to be on like a regular basis, I still have moments where I don't feel confident, where I don't feel like I'm enough. And I remember my client I mean, maybe they weren't like completely shocked, but they were surprised. They thought to some extent that I had all my shit together, that I was feeling really confident. And although it took me aback a little bit, I was like, what do you mean? I'm not perfect. Like nobody's perfect. It did actually remind me of the value and the importance that it is for people to be fully open and transparent with how they feel and how they experience different things. Because we all tend to put other people on pedestals, right? We look at people that are highly successful that perhaps are a little bit or way ahead than we are in their business, in life even, different life milestones that we might want to achieve. And we look at their life as being this perfect representation of what we desire. And sure, these people might actually have things that you want, right? They might have the partner, the business, the money, the house, whatever that might be that you don't yet have. But that doesn't mean that their life is perfect. It doesn't mean that they feel perfect. They can still be struggling. They can still feel like they're not enough. They don't have enough, that their life isn't perfect, that their life is very hard. And that could be real, or perceived. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, how they feel is that they're enough. They're not enough. And that will always be something that's possible for people to feel and experience no matter where they're at in life or in their business journey. You could be making millions and still feel like you're not enough because there's always going to be bigger goals. And with growth, there's always bigger or different challenges that we face that make us feel like, holy freaking shit, it's all going to fall apart because we've never experienced this challenge before. And it's terrifying, right? To be in control of your life, to be in control of your business and basically have the feeling that everything falls on your back. You're the one that needs to figure this out. You're the one that needs to make quote unquote, the right decision. So this is me taking an opportunity to share my experience with feeling like I'm not enough. And where I've recently been basically making the decision, I've been choosing to step into this belief, into this identity that I am actually extraordinary. But I want to be clear, this is a new identity that I'm stepping into. Do I believe it? Yes, 1000%. But it took experiencing a big breakthrough for me to actually believe that I'm extraordinary. And I'm sure that it will waver. Like I have no doubts that maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, maybe in three months, I'm still going to have thoughts going, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not whatever, clever enough in order to make certain things happen. 
So the way that this breakthrough was coming about was I was genuinely feeling like I wasn't enough for several things. Uh, Some of them I'll include maybe two for the sake of the story. I was feeling like I wasn't enough to make more money. I've been making great amounts of money. I've been able to sustain an incredible lifestyle. I've been able to pay the bills, go out, spend like quality time with my wife, uh, with friends. Like my life's amazing. With that said, we all want more, don't we? And I've been feeling to a certain extent that I'm just not enough to increase that. Let's say to double my income or whatever the hell the goal is, right? And these feelings have been coming up because I would love to own a home that is like super freaking dreamy, like the perfect home. I want this like Spanish villa with like all this like Spanish and Mediterranean decor. I want it to be this like big, sexy, like almost like villa. And first of all, those types of homes do not exist in Canada. They exist in other countries for sure. If you go to Spain, you go to the Mediterranean Sea, anywhere on the coast, you will find homes like that. Even in the States, you can find homes like that. But in Canada, that doesn't exist. Maybe there's one somewhere that I've just like never seen. Uh, There's actually one that I ran into. It wasn't like full on a villa, but it did have like Spanish vibes. And I was like, ooh, I was like, okay, yeah, that's like the first time in 20 years that I've seen a house that kind of looks like that in this country. But in any case, I had this like big ass vision. And I'm like, for that, like homes in Canada are like millions of dollars. I'm like, I need to have a lot of cash on hand in order to be able to buy this home, right? And for somebody who currently rents and doesn't even own their first home, that's a big life-changing move. Uh, So it's this thing that made me feel like, okay, either I'm not enough or I'm not going to have enough, uh, or it's just this unrealistic, delusional, desire that I have, right? And that made me in itself having this delusional desire that I felt like I was unattainable made me feel like I'm also not enough. And like, I'm going to have this home that I'm going to hate and it's going to be really shitty. And like that first home that people typically have that's super old and like requires renos and all this stuff. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, like that ain't not the vibe. But as I was going through this, I was actually getting peer coaching, which was super freaking valuable and what actually ended up facilitating this breakthrough for me. And we started to compare different instances in my life. And like we got creative here, okay? Like I wasn't just like looking at the business and like all the goals I was able to reach and all the money I made and all the clients I signed and like all the stuff that they were able to achieve. Like, sure, that's something I could have looked at in order to like see how good I am at my job and uh, how helpful I am as a coach and all that kind of stuff. But really, those are the typical metrics that we look at to determine whether we're worthy or not, but they have nothing to do with our worthiness. You can still be freaking amazing and not sign any clients, right? Um, That one doesn't invalidate the other. So where I was looking at, I was looking at just my life as a whole, just big picture thinking. If it was business related, cool. But if it wasn't, let's look at other proof. Let's find proof that I'm, I am actually extraordinary. And through this kind of like search, I started to realize there's actually so many instances, like we're thinking outside the box here, but so many instances in which something happened or I made something happen in my life that was mind blowingly epic. And I'm going to share, 
I think almost every single one of the, of them with you right now because they blew my mind. I was like shaking, feeling super freaking giddy. And I'm like, holy freaking shit. Like I'm powerful. I've got so much power and control over what my life gets to look like, right? So the first thing that literally came to mind immediately when I was looking at my life and trying to figure out where has my life been less than traditional? Where has my life been like nothing but ordinary, right? So essentially, where has my life been extraordinary? So the first thing that came to mind was the fact that I was actually single my entire life. Up until the age of 25, I had never been in a relationship. Most of it, I actually didn't care to be in a relationship. Uh, There was maybe a couple instances where I was like, oh, that'd be so nice to like be in love and like go on dates and like all this kind of stuff. But for the most part, I was like living my best freaking life, partying, going out with friends, uh, traveling the world with my best friend. Like it was just such a freaking vibe. It was freaking awesome. Uh, But after 25 years of being single, I finally made the internal decision that I wanted to be in a relationship. And within a couple of months, I actually traveled to Miami. I was on like a girl's trip for like five days or so. I met my now wife. That was my first relationship I ever got into, ended up marrying my best friend, my soulmate, the love of my life. I'm like, holy freaking shit. That's extraordinary. I know so many people who will date a million people before they find their soulmate. I found them 25 days, 25 days, 25 years later, first try, bam, we're done. Seven years later, we're still married, super freaking happy, enjoying the best life imaginable. Moving forward, I hated the idea of getting married in like a traditional wedding hall. It just felt so like stiff, traditional, boring. And I'm like, I don't want an empty box of a room that you have to spend millions decorating just to try and make it look pretty. Like it's just so boring. Now, I do want to add the disclaimer. If you got married in a traditional wedding hall, that's freaking amazing. That's freaking beautiful. I've been to beautiful ones. I've been to so-so ones. It doesn't really matter, of course. But what I wanted was something less than traditional. And lo and behold, literally the first venue that we found online and then went ahead and went to see it in person was literally the only Spanish estate in the entire province, probably the entire country. So in all of Canada, I found the one Spanish estate that was just stunning. It had a courtyard. It was all brick. Like, oh, it was literally the most gorgeous place in the whole entire world. You didn't have to decorate it with anything. It was just that freaking gorgeous. And that's exactly where we got married. It took one search, one venue to find our dream venue to get married. Now, we're going to switch gears. Instead of romance, instead of marriage, we're looking at career. After six and a half, almost seven years of working corporate, I used to be in the insurance industry. The last couple of years, I was honestly experiencing a lot of freaking burnout. Uh, I loved my team. Like everything was technically really good, but my workload was at least double what one single person could have been able to handle. And the double of my workload was that of somebody who was a role ahead of me, right? So it was like 
account management. And I'm like, that is not my role. So it was just so much to take on. I was getting burnt out. I was working longer hours. I was experiencing anxiety, like panic attacks. Like it got really freaking bad just because of how much pressure uh, was on me to put all this work and get everything done in like very tight turnarounds. So I decided to quit corporate and go full-time literally on a whim. I will like preface by saying that I did have like a side hustle at this time. I had had a side hustle, I want to say for like a year at that point. So I had that to fall on. It's not like I was just quitting and being okay, I'm going to be unemployed. But pretty much like as much as I was making money from this side hustle, it wasn't bringing in a full time income. It wasn't bringing in anything close to that. So, I mean, I did try and do the responsible thing and I booked several clients so that I knew once I quit, I would have at least a couple months worth of both income and work to focus on. So it wasn't just like really cut and dry. But basically what ended up happening is a friend mentioned like, why don't you move to X city? And that's going to be another story in like about five seconds. Um, But at the time, I loved the idea of moving to Spain. And my wife and I had been talking about it. And we're like, you know what? Like, let's go live our best freaking Spanish lifestyle in Spain. Let's move to Europe. It'll be super freaking awesome. Like, our life's going to completely change. Um, But with the inspiration that this friend had said to move to a city within Canada, which was so much easier for us to do, what ended up happening is literally on a whim, we took a Saturday just like off from like socializing and all that kind of stuff and we decided to do some research on this city that was on the other side of the country literally that saturday we did the research we made the decision we're like we're moving we quit that monday and 30 days later we drove out to the other side of the country it took us six days to drive across the country and to start our new life together in this new city that we had never heard of and never been to before literally extraordinary to be able to ditch your corporate life after seven years of that being all you know after seven years of doing the quote-unquote responsible thing leading the traditional life where you try and uh, go up the corporate ladder get the money retire buy the home do all the things uh, ditched all of it for a much better lifestyle Now, this brings me to the actual city. As I told you, we'd literally never even heard about this city. We never even been to it. I personally wouldn't even call it a city. I think it's like a very small town in the middle of the mountains, middle of a valley, middle of nowhere. Uh, But it's called the city. So let's just roll with it. It turned out to be the most perfect place for us. Like we could not have picked a better place. When you look at the entire country of Canada, so backstory, I hit the winter, right? I was born and raised in Argentina. I had never seen snow up until I moved to Canada in my teens. And so just living in Canada in general, although it's one of the best countries in the world, it's such a great place to live in, to grow up in, to raise children, to whatever, uh, to even work in. It still gets cold. Like, come on, in the winter, it can be as cold, especially in Toronto and Ontario. It can be like minus 30 Celsius. Like, it is freezing. But this new city that we moved to, it actually 
typically on most winters, it only gets down to like zero degrees, maybe minus five. And it does snow, but typically it doesn't really stick around. So it might snow like once or twice really heavily over the winter, but then it just melts and you get to wear like jackets and it's sunny and it's nice and oh, such a freaking vibe. And then move away from the winter during the spring, the summer, the fall. It's just gorgeous out. You're literally surrounded by mountains in every single direction. Like every time we get into the car and go grocery shopping or we go to the gym or we go to a friend's house, you're driving around mountains. You look at every direction and you see peaks in the distance with a little bit of snow on the tops because they're such high, like tall mountains. Uh, you're surrounded by the mountains. You're surrounded by vineyards. So there's over like 200 different wineries around this region. We've barely put a dent into that, of course. Uh, I don't actually know the number, but we've probably been to, let's say, I don't know, maybe 20 wineries out of the 200. And we've been here for three years now. So we've got the mountains, the vineyards, they've got beaches, even though it's a lake. Um, it's just so beautiful. Like our friends have a boat. So we spend a lot of the summer in the lake, like boating around, swimming. It's a whole damn vibe. Like honestly, we could have not found a better place. And it's literally extraordinary. The fact that we were just on a whim, able to find basically a place that very loosely represents the lifestyle that we wanted to live in Spain, but still within Canada. And it's kind of funny because when we moved here, like, you know, we had never been to the city. I actually had a friend who had already made the move, the one that recommended we move here, right? Uh, they had made the move about a year before we did. So I asked him, like, hey, can you go check out this one apartment? I saw it. I saw a listing for it. It looks a one bedroom. It's super tiny, but we're only going to be there for like a year, right? <laughs> if only I'd known we'd three years later, we'd still be here, eh? Uh, that's how good it freaking is over here. Anyway. She went, checked it out. We did some FaceTiming so we could see a little bit of what it looked like. And that was it. First apartment we found, our friend went to look at it. It was a great price. And we've been living here ever since. Again, extraordinary, especially since right after we moved in, prices for like rent, the cost like doubled. So it's like, yes, oh my goodness, we found the perfect place. We made this happen. This is so damn good. Now, we're, let's move from career, let's move from moving across the country to the business itself. So something I never give myself credit for, it's not because I don't want to, it's just honestly, I don't think about it. I think I need to probably spend, spend more time celebrating this. And it's the fact that immediately, immediately after going full time, I already told you how uh, the side hustle originally wasn't making like ridiculous amounts of money. It was like we had constant clients. Uh, I was bringing clients in, working on stuff, I was bringing money in, but it wasn't a full-time income, right? It was just some side cash because it was a side hustle. But immediately after going full-time in my business, I was actually able to replace my corporate income. And I replaced it every single year after that. That in itself is huge. Like somebody with no entrepreneurship experience, no past experience running a business was able to build a full-fledged business that brought in enough money to pay for all the bills for us to go and do fun stuff and hang out with friends and go to bars and go to wineries. Like that's freaking incredible. This business, like this like magical, beautiful freaking business of mine was actually what allowed me to retire my wife from her six-figure corporate job in Toronto. For like about a year, 
she was quote unquote retired. I even ended up hiring her on into the business. So we were both working into the business after a while. So she had her retired time. Then she moved into the business, was helping me with a lot of stuff behind the scenes as if she was like a VA or like a OBM or whatever we want to call her. I don't think she had an official title, but it was really freaking awesome to be able to work together in the business. And we could both be bringing in the money that we needed in order to live the best life possible. Now, what I will say is that in itself, extraordinary. I was working half, at least half the number of hours that I was working corporate, yet still making a corporate salary. Like, what a fucking vibe. But with that said, we weren't actually saving money, right? Like, we were bringing in amazing money. We were paying all the bills. We had some leftover to like have fun and whatnot, but we weren't actually putting like significant amount into savings to let's say like buy a house or whatever. Um, so what did end up happening is after going like several years, I think like three years without putting any money away into savings for anything intentional, we had a conversation, we sat down and we decided that we wanted certain things in life, right? An example of that, owning a home. And all of these things would require a lot more money. With that decision alone, obviously there was a couple of shifts that we did. She got a job. I did a couple of shifts in the business and whatnot. But all of a sudden, we started putting mad money away. Like literally every month, we were putting like at least like $1,000, $2,000, $3,000, $4,000 away. It was just like, wow, this is happening. Like this entire time for three whole freaking years, we've never been putting money aside. And all we did was set the intention, make a couple shifts. And then all of a sudden there's stuff available. Like what on earth? It was so freaking extraordinary. There was even one month that we ended up spending like $14,000 in expenses all came from recent savings as opposed to having to dip into our regular savings or to put it on a credit card or go into debt or whatever. And we did that without blinking a freaking eye. I was like, holy freaking shit. Like we get to create this, right? We get to make a plan, put it into action and create whatever the hell we want in our lives. Again, so extraordinary, such a whole damn vibe. Now, fast forward, this I'm going to be a little bit more vague on because uh, being completely transparent, I'm not ready to share this with the world. But uh, we decided we made another decision for our life that we want. We want more money for it. And we're like, okay, again, how are we going to make this happen? And as we're planning, as we're setting things into motion, there was one particular part of like the research, the decision making that typically for this thing, it takes months to figure out, right? Like it requires so much research. It's really freaking hard to find like it's really hard to figure out it took us one day to nail it all down figure it all out and we're so freaking happy with this decision and we're like how is that even possible we were literally ready for it to take at least three months to get it all sorted one freaking day the culmination of all these different things whether it was being signal signal uh being single and then getting married whether it was wanting a super special and beautiful venue for a wedding whether it was quitting corporate on a whim moving across the country finding the best apartment going full-time in business replacing all the income retiring my wife from her six-figure corporate job like putting so much freaking money into savings and making this decision that's going to completely change our life every single one of these instances have proved that I am 
in fact, enough. I'm not just enough. I'm so much more. I'm extraordinary. I'm able to create extraordinary and life-changing situations for myself and my partner in record freaking timing. And I want you to really freaking soak this in. You're extraordinary too. I'm going to challenge you to get creative, to think outside the box like I just did, and to find at least five different instances where you have been extraordinary and to start to embody that, to make that part of your identity, that you are enough, you're more than enough, you're extraordinary too, and you get to create whatever the hell you want in your business and in your life going forward. That's it for this week's episode of the Fiercely Visible CEO podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Steph Wharton underscore for more valuable content. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. 